You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. All right. Well, Father, I just thank you so much for this series on manifestation. I thank you that manifestation is a normal part of living in the kingdom. I thank you that you have put yourself inside of us. The same very spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. And so that means that the exact same miracle working power that worked through Jesus in his ministry and and did signs and wonders and miracles of all kinds is living in us. And I thank you that the same works that Jesus did, we can do an even greater works because he went to be with the Father. And so today, Holy Spirit, we just welcome you to the broadcast. We welcome your presence in our lives. We just acknowledge you and we thank you that you are our teacher. You're the one that leads and guides us into all truth. You're the one that shows us the future. You're the one that is the master manifester that lives inside of us. Thank you that you manifested all of the miracles that Jesus worked. You manifested light when God said that let there be light. And so really we're just connecting with you. We're releasing you and we're having fun in the process. So just take us where we need to go today. Holy Spirit, shine the light on what we need to see. Uh, think through my mind, speak through my mouth and encourage us today. Build us up, get us excited about being a part of your kingdom expansion and uh, equip us, Father, to see ourselves the way that we really are in Christ and help us believe that we can do the same works that Jesus did and get out of the boat and walk on water. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, awesome, you guys. We have been doing this series, it feels like forever, because obviously I was in and out uh, with all kinds of issues, it feels like, over the last several months. Um, you know that we I actually lost a good friend of mine or went to be with Jesus. It's not really, it's a loss for us here in this, uh, in this realm, but not a, a gain in heaven during the middle of this series. I've actually had multiple health problems, it had a terrible chest cold during this series. And so it's been kind of funny to me that you go and teach on the supernatural and then, you know, you get these challenges in your own life. But I'll tell you what, I'm in a good mood. I'm happy. And it's okay because the presence of Jesus makes everything okay. In fact, I feel like some of the challenges that I've had over the last two weeks have actually really been great at preparing me to wrap this series up. Uh, you know, we have talked a lot and covered a lot of ground um, during this series. We've talked about uh, union, manifesting in union with Jesus. We've talked about the difference between, you know, uh, manifesting with, uh, with God as a believer versus, you know, new age manifestation. We've talked about what do we do in the time in between, you know, uh, I believe I've received it and then the manifestation of it in the natural. And we talked about, you know, what do you do when it doesn't seem to work? But today I want to wrap up with, I feel like a principle that is probably more important than any of the ones that we've talked about so far in this series. And I wanted to um, bring this topic up in the middle of this series because I think it's very practical. And what I want to, what I want to talk about today is just the reality of keeping your joy and your peace regardless as to whether your life is going the way that you want it to go, regardless if you're seeing the manifestations of the things that you're standing for. Uh, and I'm, I'm taking a little bit different approach here. This isn't to like, what do we do when it's not working? This isn't so much about what do we do when it, when it seems like it failed. This is more about staying happy and peaceful and joyful in the midst of 
also wanting to see things change in our lives and needing things to manifest. So this is, you know, sometimes I can tell you guys, I talk to people who it's like they won't be happy unless something changes in their life, right? They won't be happy unless this manifestation happens. They won't be happy unless, you know, the manifestation of their healing happens, or they won't be happy unless their their financial problems go away, or they won't be happy unless their their spouse comes to the Lord, or the fact or that they have a spouse, right? They won't be happy until this thing externally from them happens in their life. And I, I as much as I want to see the kingdom of God manifest in our lives, as much as I want to see the supernatural happen in our lives, I'll tell you, the most important thing in our lives is that we learn how to be what the Apostle Paul calls content in all situations. Now, this may be a completely different direction than you thought that I would be taking this last episode. You might, you know, you thought, oh, maybe she's going to give me that one secret key to get this manifestation going. And here's what I want to say, guys. Um, there's a lot enough of those keys in this series already. So go back, listen to the rest of the episodes if you want to get those keys. But today I want to give you the most important key, not just to manifestation, but it's the key to life, honestly. And um, God is all about our goals. He's all about um, seeing our purpose and our destiny uh, come to fruition. He is all about us enjoying our inheritance in Christ. He's all about the manifestation of Jesus in our lives. But I want to say this. He's also all about us living from a place of peace and joy that is unlike any other experience that you can have unless you know Jesus. And that lesson is, is, is something that makes the manifestation process joyful instead of stressful. It makes the manifestation process something that doesn't control us, meaning it doesn't control our disposition. It doesn't control our mood, meaning if it's here, we're happy. If it's not, we're not. It's this idea that we are living in a story that God wrote about our lives and that when we really trust God to build our lives, to build our ministry, to build our destiny, to build our families, when we, there's, a, there's an aspect of this that isn't in our control, right? And, and that's also a way that we differ between new agers. I totally taught and I totally teach that we are manifesting all the time, whether we realize it or not, that just by design, God created us to be manifestors out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks as a man thinketh in his heart. So is he. So we're manifesting all the time. We're attracting things into our lives all the time. But here's what I want to say about that. If you really want to manifest heaven and you really want to manifest the things that God has for you, then your internal state is an important, very, very important part of that. And I'll say this, when you stay in peace and you stay in joy, guess what happens? Things begin to happen. Manifestation begins to happen effortlessly. Um, and it's not because you're manifesting and following the rules of manifestation perfectly. It's because you are living in the state of heaven inside. And so I want to take us to, and I wrote it down in my journal this week, so maybe I can find it in my journal. I want to take us to the scriptures that, that, that the Apostle Paul talked about in Philippians, right? Um, it's in Philippians chapter four, 
And I'm not sure what um, translation this is. Let me read it. It looks like it's in the Amplified. So yeah, it's in the Amplified version. And let me read this to you from my journal this week. It says, and it's the Apostle Paul talking. He says, I have learned to be content and self-sufficient through Christ, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or uneasy, regardless of my circumstances. I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. And I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing life, whether prospering or in lack, whether having an abundance or in need. I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens me and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. I'll tell you what, you guys, these this scripture in the Amplified Version is worth writing down in your journal, okay? Because I want to talk today about this internal contentment, this internal attitude that the Apostle Paul learned and practiced because that internal attitude and that internal confidence that the Apostle Paul had is what led to him being able to go through any circumstance, the waiting for the miracle to happen, the the imprisonment, the shipwreck, the being bit by a snake, right? But for him to be able to complete the call of God on his life, to run his race, to finish his course, was because he learned how to not let anything external control him. And I'm sharing this today because I just talked to too many people who, while they're waiting for the manifestation of something, are just plain miserable. Or because they're facing a situation where heaven isn't manifesting in that situation, they're just plain miserable. And I want to say that not only is that miserable, but it's also a huge hindrance to manifestation. And so... I all, I really wanted to bring the scripture to today's, um, today, today's episode. Now, here's the thing. I used to read this scripture for many, many years, and I used to read it wrong because I didn't really understand what it meant to be content. Okay. I thought contentment was just like a passiveness, meaning I've just learned to be okay with the situation. Right. I'm not really happy about the situation, but I'm content. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stand. I'm going to, I'm going to push through and I'm not going to, you know, put too many demands on anything. I'm just going to be content. Okay. But that's not what the word content means. Do you know what the word content means? It means to be happy and it means to be satisfied. Now, that is a completely different definition of the word content, and it brings such a different slant to these scriptures, because what the Apostle Paul is really saying here is that he was a happy person, that he lived a satisfied life regardless of what was going on externally. And here's the real difference, you guys, that the, 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 the thing that the church, the thing that believers are supposed to be uh, manifesting that is so different than people that don't know Jesus. We are supposed to be happy people. We are supposed to live satisfied lives. And the idea that we can do that, 
regardless of our circumstances, is what differentiates us from the world. And so I'm going to read it again with this idea of being happy and satisfied. Okay, here's what it says. I have learned to be content. So let's say it a different way. I have learned how to be happy and how to be satisfied. I've learned how to do that. He says, and self-sufficient through Christ. So Paul learned how to be satisfied, how to be happy, and how to be self-sufficient, meaning he was a self-contained unit of heaven all on his own. It says, to the point where he was, I'm not disturbed or uneasy, regardless of my circumstances. And so this, maybe this should have been the first episode in the series rather than the last episode in the series, because what I'm really saying here is that we cannot use manifestation as a way to gain happiness and a way to gain satisfaction. Okay, we cannot look at our goals. We cannot look at our destiny. We cannot look at what's missing or what's not like heaven in our lives in the moment and decide that we have a right to be unhappy and a right to be dissatisfied. And guys, our emotional life is one of the most important keys to manifestation. Our vibration, where we live as an emotional home, will determine so many things. Number one, it'll determine how we feel. But number two, it's going to determine our perspective. It's going to determine how we look at our lives. It's going to determine, uh, honestly, the vibrational match for what we are attracting into our lives. So yes, it's a key for manifestation, but it's just a key for sanity. It's a key for living a life worth living. It's a key for waking up every single day happy and satisfied regardless of where what is going on in our lives. And this is probably the most powerful promise of the gospel. I mean, yes, our union with Jesus is how this happens, which is the ultimate promise of the gospel, but it has real fruit, the real fruit of happiness, the real fruit of joy, the real fruit of feeling satisfied. Like you can be satisfied in your circumstances, even though everything isn't going like it would if you were in heaven right this moment. And that particular key is not only the key to shifting what's going on in your life, it's the key to kind of coming to a place where you don't really care if it does or if it doesn't. And when you are detached from that thing that you are so uh, intent on having, right, if, if, if you are detached from it, then it doesn't own you. You are operating from a place of mastery over that thing rather than the thing mastering you, right? Instead of money being your master and you're using manifestation to master it, you are now mastering money and now manifesting money becomes easy, right? Rather than you having whatever it is. Will, no, will now not master you. You will now become the master of it. And so happiness and joy is such a birthright of believers. It is our birthright. We are here to exemplify the joy of the Lord. We're here to exemplify the kindness and the gentleness, all of the fruit of the spirit, you guys. And the way that we do this is what the apostle Paul had, how he learned to do that is what I want to talk about with you today. Okay. And I'm just coming off a really good example of that because I just had two bouts with different types of illnesses that really put, took me out for several weeks. 
And I'll tell you, when you are not feeling good physically, there is a very big temptation not to feel good emotionally. Okay, another thing that I will tell you is not just when you're not feeling good, but when you're going through a challenge, right? And I'll say this, if you are going to fulfill the call of God on your life, you're going to have challenges. You know, I always joke that God told me I have more problems than a math book. It was the first thing I ever heard told the Holy, the Holy Spirit ever told me. But truth be told, I probably all the time have more problems than a math book. Like I, I think that I have, you know, the, 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 the more prominent my call becomes, the more clients and the more students that we have, the more programs that we offer, the more team members that I manage, the, the older that my kids get, whatever. All of us could sit here and have a conversation with one another right now about all of the problems that we have in our life right now. I bet you that you could sit down and make a list of 20 problems right now. Okay. Now a math book has more than 20, but you get my point. So the Apostle Paul was writing these scriptures in Philippians chapter four from prison. Okay, this is this is a man who lived this message, but he said he learned to be content. He learned to be happy. He learned to be satisfied. He learned to be self-sufficient so that external circumstances did not control him. And so I just want to share with you today one of the fastest ways to get out of unhappiness and to get out of unsatisfactedness. That's not a word. Being unsatisfied and to get out of being non-self-sufficient, right? And it has to do with recognizing when you are in your head and when you are in your heart and the difference between those two. And it has to do with remembering a really, really big key. And this key has been something that I've been living by since the early 2000s when I first implemented it. And it has to do with this concept of surrender. You guys, there is nothing more powerful when it comes to uh, our lives, to our relationship with God, and honestly, even in the process of manifestation, than surrender. Because surrender, in and of itself, what it means is I'm, I'm giving control I'm giving control over this manifestation. I'm giving control over my life. I'm giving control over my body to the Lord, you know, and in my life, you, you maybe you have heard the story before, right? But I, when I surrendered my life to the Lord for the very first time, now granted, I had been a Christian since I was 10 years old. I mean, I believed in the cross. I believed Jesus was the savior of the world. I believed that he was the son of God. Like I believed that Jesus is who he said he was. But I didn't had not surrendered my life to God. I didn't do that until I was 33 years old, so over 20 years ago. But when I did that, you guys, I took off all of my clothes. I went home at night and I got on the floor and I said, you know what, God? I don't think that I have anything to give you. My life is a mess, but I'm getting on the floor right now in my birthday suit because it's kind of like a, I don't know. I mean, I was half crazy when I did it, but I think what it was signifying and what it was symbolizing was that I'm just giving you me. I'm giving you me. I don't have anything to offer you except me. And so I'm just laying down, you know, in my birthday suit, just as a symbol of saying, I belong to you. And I surrendered my life that day. And I can tell you that that is something that I, the more, I, I surrender more now than I did, you know, when I was a, a baby Christian. When you have more responsibility and you have more problems or you have more whatever, even more so do you have to surrender. Because here's what I know. Jesus Christ said he would build his church. And what that means is that Jesus Christ said he would build his people. 
and we are his people. That means that he is responsible for building our lives. He's ultimately responsible for the manifestation of everything that heaven contains. He wasn't just responsible for giving it to us. He wasn't resp- just responsible for, for recreating us in Christ, but ultimately he's responsible for fulfilling the fullness of what he's done in us. You know, I love that scripture in, um, I think it's in 2 Thessalonians. It might be in 1 Thessalonians 5, 25, 24. I'm not sure, but just you can look it up. It just says, because I don't want to take the time. It says, faithful is he that calls us. He will also do it. And so surrender is the way that we give control back to God so that the supernatural can actually happen in the situation. And it's also the way that we get out of our head and back into our heart. It's the way that we get out of figuring it out, out of this torture chamber that can be our thought life sometimes and get back into a place of peace. And so if you wake up in the morning and you just wake up on the wrong side of the bed or you wake up in the middle of the night and you're worried or you're just at the end of the day and you're exhausted and you're just you're you're just spent whatever it looks like if it's not happy and it's not content and it's not encouraged and it's not you know in a good mood then this is a, a signal that hey it's time to surrender and so a simple surrender is like you know what I just surrender. I surrender my mind. I surrender my body. I surrender my thoughts. I surrender my schedule. I surrender everything that I would lay hold of to claim as my own. And I surrender it to you. I give you my physical body. I give you my hands and my feet and my eyes and my ears. I give you my face. I give you my calendar. I give you my family, my children. I give you all of the resources that that are connected to me. I give you all of my relationships. I just give you this situation that I would like to see changed. I give the situation to you, God, and I just release it to you. And I thank you that I've been bought with a price. I've been paid for with a preciousness. My life is not my own. I do not belong to myself. All that I am belongs to you and all that you are belongs to me. And I just surrender right now to your presence. I surrender to your goodness. I surrender to your power. I surrender to your wholeness. I surrender to all that you are. And I just thank you, Father, that you You are my source. You are my source. I am the branch and you produce these things through my life. You produce fruit. You, you are the, the Lord of my life. You order my steps. You give me the directions. You are the one that's in charge of all of the things that are concerning me. And you are faithful. You do the work. You do the work to bring to pass your will in my life. And I just thank you that this is true. And this is, this is, this is my part to just abide and to just, just simply believe, not in necessarily that I, in anything other than your ability, than your ability to bring this to pass. And you guys, this is the secret that Abraham tapped into when he became the father of faith. It says that he did not consider his own impotent body. It says that he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, and he became fully persuaded that God was able to do what he had promised. And so there's this aspect of glorifying God and surrendering and, and, and just letting go of the responsibility of bringing whatever it is 
that you are speaking to, whatever it is that your desire is. And it's, it's simply the process of letting it go. You know, it says, believe you've received it. Yes, we've received it. But now it's the process of letting go of the control of how it happens. It's letting go of the responsibility for making it happen. And it's trusting God. It's coming back into this place of peace and joy and assurance and confidence. And I will tell you, it will change your life because you know what will happen is the presence of God will start to manifest. And guess what? It's the presence of God that brings contentment. It's the presence of God that causes us to be happy regardless of what's going on in our lives. And frankly, it's the power of God that brings things into manifestation in the first place. So we want to be in that space of just present in the presence, in the power of God, trusting and resting that it's working because he's working and he's faithful. So we're not putting our faith in manifestation, we're putting our, in principles of manifestation, we're putting our faith in the one who does the manifestation, which is the Holy Spirit, right? It's the Holy Spirit that brought light into existence when God said, let there be light. It was the Holy Spirit that healed the sick through Jesus's ministry. It was the Holy Spirit that empowered every miracle that Jesus did. It's the Holy Spirit that takes what belongs to Jesus and manifests it to us. And so we just acknowledge, we acknowledge and surrender to the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit within us. And I'll tell you what, guys, when you release the responsibility and you release control, guess what happens? Peace comes. Guess what happens? Joy comes. Guess what? Same situation, completely different outlook. And it's the key that the Apostle Paul lived in. And it's the key that he learned. He learned to let God do what God wanted to do. And that to trust that, yes, the manifestation of heaven was God's responsibility. So let me read it again here, you guys. It says, I have learned to be content. In other words, I've learned to be in the state of happiness and satisfaction and self-sufficient through Christ, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or uneasy, regardless of my circumstances. I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. And I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing life, whether prospering or in lack, whether having abundance or in need. I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens me and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. It says, I am ready for anything, equal to anything, through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. And so what I'm suggesting today, guys, is that this act of surrender, this act of acknowledging your source, is how we get infused with inner peace. This is how we get infused with strength in any difficult situation, in any adversity, in any contradiction, in the waiting, in the uh, expectation of things that are happening but have not yet materialized, right? Is we just surrender and we enjoy the presence of God. We surrender and we enjoy the confident peace that comes from knowing that God is faithful, that he will do it and that it's working because he's always working. It's this release of responsibility. It's this release of control. It's this release of trying to manifest it and white knuckle it. And I'm going to, I'm going to be happy and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work this thing up into manifestation 
manifestation and I'm going to speak to it in Jesus name and I'm going to receive it in Jesus name and I'm just going to white knuckle it and I'm just going to stand here but I'm going to be miserable until it shows up. I'm going to be just upset because I still don't have it and I'm going to be wondering what's work what's why is it not working and oh my gosh da, 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 da. no no we can live happy we can live satisfied we can live content we can live self-sufficient regardless of what's going on we're not ever going to get to a place you guys where we have a problem free life you know why because leaders have problems leaders are the people that solve problems in fact if you really want to to, to walk in more abundance and solve more problems I'll tell you money follows the value that we give in the world and so it's not about living a problem free life it's it's about it's about living a a worry free life right it's about living a life where we are happy and content while yes we're living in a constant manifestation of the desires of our heart and a constant manifestation of the things that God has ordained for us you know i think it's very awesome that the amplified version says that god that he adds this phrase, right? I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. That's the normal way the uh, Philippians 4.13 reads. But here it says, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens me and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. You know, it, it, the, the scripture in Romans 8 says, all things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And so, you know, his purpose is primary in our lives. And I'll say this, when you're in purpose, when you know your purpose, when you know what you're called to do, honestly, the majority of your manifestation shifts from trying to get your needs met and just, you know, these whatever needs that you have to honestly fulfilling your purpose. It's one of the things that's most powerful about purpose is that it gives you a focus, that it it, it kind of put, puts these guardrails on the road of your life, right? It says without vision, people perish. Meaning without, another translation says without vision, people run wild. Meaning without a purpose for your life, like you're just, you're just all over the place. You just don't even know, like you just live in, in a directionless life. But this concept of, of knowing your purpose and, and manifestation becoming about your purpose is such a powerful thing because it is God's job to manifest the prophetic destiny over our lives. It was God's job to make Abraham the father of a nation. It was God's job to fulfill what he had spoken. And so many times when we think about manifestation, it's really easy to separate that from our purpose. And it's also easy to separate that from doing that in conjunction with Jesus, meaning it's something that we're doing rather than it's something that God is doing through us. And so this concept of surrender, this key of surrender is how we put God back in the role of being the manifester. Okay. And because the ultimate mastery of manifestation is letting the master do the manifestation, right? It's partnering with God to be a branch and allow the manifestation of his fruit, of his work, of his purpose flow through our lives. And so I'm so grateful for the example of the Apostle Paul in Philippians because it tells us that it is possible and that it is necessary for us to learn to be content. 
And what I find so interesting about the way that I'm teaching this today versus maybe the way that I used to read it, which meant that I would just be, you know, I've just learned to just put up with whatever's going on. I've just learned to, you know, grin and bear whatever's happening. If I'm in lack, well, I'll just grin and bear it, you know, and if I'm, if I'm in abundance, well, okay, well that I can, I can handle that. You know, it's always seemed easy to be content in abundance, right? But the content and the lack piece was like, you know, well, I'll just, I know it's not God's will for this to be going on, but I'll just grin and bear it. No, the apostle Paul said we could be happy. We could be happy and satisfied in those things that, you know, are difficult, the things that we go through that are difficult. And I don't know about you, but really at the end of the day, what most people want is just to feel good. They really just want to feel happy. They just really want to feel satisfied. They really just want to feel fulfilled. They really want to just be content. Uh, and honestly, if you can have that, regardless of what's going on, you are self-sufficient. You become a very, very powerful person that doesn't, that nothing else is your source. You know, money isn't your source. Uh, perfect health isn't your source. A spouse is not your source. You know, peace in all of your relationships, uh, everything going right in your life is not the source, okay, of your contentment. It's not the source of your happiness. And that, beloved, is what it means to be a master manifester. Because the most important thing to manifest is the internal environment of heaven in your own life. Because when you are in a place of feeling happy and feeling joyful and feeling peaceful, let me tell you, it's amazing the supernatural things that you can accomplish. It's amazing how you have energy. It's amazing how heaven just starts to, 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 to flow through you just by accident, just because you're in the atmosphere of heaven. You're, you're, you're operating in the character and the, the mood of God. And when you're in the mood of God and in the character of God, well, guess what? God manifests. God's because you're in that place of union. So that was really all that I wanted to share today. And, you know, it's, since it's been a while since I did the last episode, my prayer is just that it's all going to flow together. But I felt like it was important that I wrap up this series with the idea that manifestation is not a work manifestation is not something that we do in order to be happy manifestation is not something that we master in order to be content and be fulfilled and live a satisfied satisfied life now manifestation is something that's happening all the time manifestation is something that we get to do it's a way of being it's a way of talking it's a way of speaking to things it's a way of receiving things but most importantly it's a way of partnering with god to see his purposes and his plans come to pass in our life and to fulfill the, the, the things that he has called us to do and to fulfill our purpose. Because at the end of the day, what's the point of manifesting all kinds of things if your purpose goes unfulfilled? What's the purpose of having all great health and, you know, all of this money and the best house and the spouse and a beautiful car and all of those things if the reason that you're born goes unfulfilled and you're a miserable person, even though you have all these things? Because things cannot cause us to be satisfied. You know, um, we're not going to, to, to arrive someplace externally in our life where now we can be peaceful. We're not going to arrive somewhere in the future where now we can be happy, right? Our getting our goals or getting the things that are the desires of our heart is not permission to be happy. 
You know, Jesus is permission to be happy. Jesus is the source of happiness. Jesus and peace. I mean, he is a happy, joyful person and he's living inside of us. And so surrendering to him is what causes that to manifest in our lives. And I can tell you, I'm living this, guys. So this isn't just some, you know, theory that I'm throwing out there, you know, as someone who is trusting God completely to build Everything that is a part of my family, everything that is a part of my ministry, everything that is a part of my life, God is building Shalice. God is building Merge. God is building everything that I'm called to do. And I will tell you, it's too much for me. It's too much for me. And your call is too much for you. Sometimes life can just be too much for us. And that's okay. It's okay. It's why Jesus came. It was came so that he could be the source of abundant life for us. And abundant life is abundance of peace. It's abundance of joy. It's an abundance of satisfaction. And then it's an abundance of everything else too, but not as a way to keep us happy. So God bless you guys. I just pray that in this Christmas season that you will enjoy it. I made a personal, I mean, I'm, we're, we're recording this right here a couple weeks before Christmas, but I made a personal vow, I guess you would call it, over Christmas this year that I was not going to do anything that was not from a place of peace. I was not going to decorate my house. I was not going to go shopping. I was not going to wrap presents. I'm just not. I'm not going to do anything except live in joy and peace. And if it means if nothing gets done, then it doesn't get done. Things are getting done, but I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm so aware of my attitude. I'm so aware, especially when you're not feeling it physically, right? I'm so aware that there is a place of joy and contentment that makes everything joyful and everything fun and everything beautiful. And that's something internal. And that is something that we can learn. And as we surrender to the Lord, you can actually stay in a place of peace. You can stay in a place of joy. And you guys, that's the most most precious gift that God has ever given us. At the end of the day, we just want to feel good, right? We just want to feel good. And God is the author of contentment and joy and peace and happiness. So Merry Christmas, you guys. I pray that you will also make a decision to enjoy the holidays, regardless of what's going on externally. I get it. It's a hard time. We've lost people. There's reasons to be sad at this time of year if we want to be sad. But guess what? Jesus is a reason to be joyful. Jesus has all the joy, peace, happiness, contentment, and you know self-sufficiency that we need. So let's surrender. Let's stay in joy. And let's have a happy, 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 merry, 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 merry Christmas. All right. God bless you guys and make it an awesome week. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit shalise.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.